This is Doug Glenn, publisher of Heat Treat Today and your host on Heat Treat Radio. A special thanks goes to the Industrial Heating Equipment Association for their sponsorship of today's Heat Treat Radio episode. In today's mostly self-serving world, it is nice to see an organization like the Industrial Heating Equipment Association, IEA for short, who are all about helping the industry advance. There are quite a few IEA member companies who also advertise or provide valuable content to Heat Treat Today. Take, for example, Inex Incorporated, Surface Combustion, Newtech Bickley, Dry Coolers, and WS Thermal, just to name a few. IEA is the same organization that brings you world-class training with courses covering combustion, induction, infrared, safety, and process heating. To learn more about IEA, go to their website, www.iea.org. That's I-H-E-A.org. Today on Heat Treat Radio, we're going to talk about one of the more popular and growing thermal processes and one supplier of equipment for that process. The process, nitride, and maybe a little bit of FNC or fritic nitrocarburizing. The equipment supplier, Gasberry Products. Before we jump in talking with Ben Gasberry, let me remind you that Googling nitriding or nitriding heat treatment will bring up Heat Treat Today as the very first heat treat industry publication. Check out our site if you're looking for nitriding or just good heat treating content. Every day our editorial team posts one new piece of heat treat content. Tuesdays are especially exciting. We call them Technical Tuesdays because we post a new technical article every Tuesday. Pay a visit to our website and don't forget to support the advertisers and content providers you see on the site. Go to www.heattreattoday.com. And one last thing before we get to today's episode. Do you know anyone under the age of 40 who is making a significant contribution to the heat treat industry? I'm betting you do, and it would be smart on your part to nominate that young professional to be a member of Heat Treat Today's 40 Under 40 Class of 2019. From all of the applications received, our team chooses 40 outstanding young heat treat professionals to be in our 40 Under 40 Class of 2019. You can see last year's winners and nominate someone for this year's award by going to www.heattreattoday.com slash 40 under 40. And both of those 40s are the number. They're not spelled out. 40 under 40. If you're a supplier to the industry, think about nominating a young person from one of your customers' organizations. In today's episode, we're going to talk to Ben Gasberry, president of Gasberry Products Industrial Furnace Systems Division. Ben is located in Plymouth, Michigan, where he oversees one of the recent acquisitions of Gasberry Products, the former J.L. Becker Company. Although Gasberry is phasing out some of the previous company names like J.L. Becker and Cinerite, they have, over time, become one of the major players in the North American heat treat market. Today, we're going to talk to Ben about nitriding. Ben, welcome to Heat Treat Radio. Thanks for having me, Doug. I really appreciate the uh, opportunity to, to sit down and talk with you. Let's talk about the nitriding market. What are you hearing and seeing? 
there's no doubt that nitriding has been around for a long time. Uh, you know, it's not necessarily a, a brand new process, uh, but it's certainly become a buzzword uh, in the industry over the last number of years. And and there's companies out there that have built their entire business on strictly doing uh, different nitriding processes. We certainly hear just a lot of, of discussion and activity of, of more people wanting to get involved in it and, and what aspects they can do that and where. And, you know, there's just a lot of process advantages to it. You know, you, you get the wear and corrosion resistance. You get low distortion on the product, which really can lead to a lot of lower secondary processing costs for the ultimate end user. Then on the heat treater side, there's advantages with the equipment in general. You have no oil quenching, um, so you've got environmental and plant cleanliness advantages there. There's limited part movement uh, within the equipment uh, with some of the styles of equipment. So, you know, a lot of maintenance advantages, uh, lower temps. So just generally with plant employees and being around the equipment, you know, operating temperatures in that 1,000-degree F range, it can be uh, quite a bit more comfortable in, in the heat treat departments where this equipment's running. And then certainly on the nitriding side, cycles are much longer. So you can get higher equipment utilization, lower labor costs, uh, and that kind of thing. So there's there's just a lot of advantages for both the end user of the product and, and the, the heat treaters as well. Are you hearing a good bit in, you know, you guys are out and about in the marketplace. Are you hearing, does it seem like the demand for this type of equipment or this type of process is up? Absolutely. Um, you know, we've done our own market analysis studies, uh, you know, talk to people. Uh, that, that's always important. I mean, all of it just shows, uh, you know, strong growth here in the U.S. market and a lot of interest here in the U.S. market. We've been successful uh, over the years as well, just with our current product line. Uh, it's been a little more niche for us, but, but uh, you know, we've certainly had success with our product offering. What we're looking for now and, and what we believe is out there is, is a broader need in the heat treating market. Uh, we feel the demand is there, and, and really uh, it's for a, a reliable domestic support for the equipment and, and the process. And, uh, you know, that's really where we, we see the need. Uh, here domestically. So you're getting, we're getting a little bit more demand. Any sense of what's driving that demand? I mean, is it, it, are people, are we actually doing more nitriding? And if so, what markets might they be coming from or what processes or materials or? So, you know, from our standpoint, being based right outside of Detroit, uh, you know, automotive is, is a big part of, of what we do and the people we talk to. And, uh, you know, there, there is a lot of activity on that side, you know, converting, uh, coatings and, and other processes uh, from from the coating over to the nitriding. Uh, we, we hear a lot of activity around that. But it is, you know, heavy automotive, but we've also been taking interest and in, in inquiries for aerospace and, and oil and gas applications as well. You know, a, a big key to that, though, again, for, for end users is the flexibility, you know, being able to run different styles, whether it be stainless steel uh, parts or, or uh, castings, things like that. The equipment's got to be able to handle both and keep it flexible for, for the user. And, and you know, you, you can also tie in atmosphere stress relieving and, and tempering, not just nitriding into, you know, these styles of equipment. What are you hearing about the equipment currently being offered in that space? 
We actually did a presentation at the FNA show this past fall uh, that really focused on all the different styles of equipment that you could use in this process. And you, know, you have the, I'll call the classics, the integral quench furnaces, uh, pit furnaces, that kind of thing. And, and on the integral quenches, you know, they can be very flexible. Uh, you can process multiple loads. Um, they're very forgiving for part cleanliness. Um, but you know, inherently with integral quench furnaces and, and the atmospheres and temperatures of, of the nitriding FNC process, you've got some some safety challenges. And, and then there, there's also a lot of maintenance that comes in with, with integral quench furnaces. Uh, pit furnaces, on the other hand, you know, they're, they're uh, more single chamber. Um, so your, your uh, volume might be a little bit less, but you really get a good quality part. You've got uh, strong process control. Uh, but you do have infrastructure challenges with with uh, pit furnaces and, and loading mechanisms and maintenance uh, for pits. So uh, there are some challenges there. And, and really where a lot of the interest has been has been in the horizontal retort in a lot of cases with vacuum purge uh, units associated with that. You know, those those styles of equipment have been very popular in, in Europe and other parts of the world, but are, are gaining a lot of traction here in the U.S., Again, they, they give very good part quality, uh, strong process control. Uh, and then your maintenance and, and infrastructure costs can be less. You know, it doesn't require a pit. Uh, there aren't a lot of moving parts. So, you know, your focus is more on, you know, really ensuring your, your door seal and those kinds of things are good. And, and then you just continue to run the product and, and keep the utilization high, which is what everybody's looking for. Let's dig in a little deeper about what your company brings to the nitriding market. We have a lot of equipment out there that does this process, uh, but what we've been developing is is the horizontal retort uh, gas nitriding system. It uses a vacuum purge system to allow for more effective, quick uh, purging and, and turnaround times in the furnace. Um, you know, and, and as we stated before, it is something that's that's offered out there. But where we're unique, and, and what we've done here is is we've just built an extremely knowledgeable team uh, for this product. Uh, you know, we've, we've brought people in and, and that kind of goes back to our roots, you know, that, that my grandfather started the business on over 45 years ago was, was having that knowledgeable staff that understands the customer's processes and, and needs and challenges. And, and that's what we've been able to do. We've brought people in that have sold this, this process, you know, they run the equipment, they've designed recipes, they've troubleshot uh, the process and the equipment. Uh, so that that's really where we're hanging our hat right now is, is we've got that staff, uh, we know the equipment, and we're domestic, so we can offer that support uh, that's reliable right here in the U.S., and, and that's our, our approach right now. You know, we do have areas that, that we are looking at, that we are working on, that, you know, there, there's certain parts of the nitriding process that, uh, you know, can challenge the end user. And, and we're looking at, you know, those things there that we can make equipment improvements and process improvements to, uh, you know, to ultimately solidify ourselves in that market for the long term. When we return to our conversation with Ben Gasberry of Gasberry Products, we'll dig a little deeper into Ben's company, their history, discuss some of the acquisitions they executed over the years, and take a quick survey of the products the company offers outside the nitriding market. Stay tuned. 
But first, a quick promotional message from the Industrial Heating Equipment Association. Happy anniversary to IEA. They're celebrating their 90th anniversary this year. They've been serving the industry since 1929. If you visit their website, you'll see their 90th anniversary logo, but you'll also see three excellent educational opportunities taking place this fall. IEA is offering three fall seminars. Number one, their combustion seminar, which has been an industry staple for multiple decades. Number two, their all-important safety standards and codes seminar. And number three, their highly popular process heating seminar. All three of these seminars are taking place on September 24th and 25th in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city, Cleveland, Ohio, at the Intercontinental Hotel. Go to www.iheea.org for registration information. Ben, besides your presence in the nitriding market, your company has had a pretty extensive history in the heat treat market generally, correct? Yeah, so uh, Gasberry was started in 1973 by my grandfather, George Gasberry. Uh, we started doing powder compaction presses for the powder metallurgy industry. Uh, my grandfather kind of started out as a parts maker and, and saw an opportunity in that market to design a press specific for powder compaction. And, you know, he kind of built the foundation on having a knowledgeable staff, design flexibility, uh, maintenance friendly and affordable. And, you know, those are principles that, that we've continued to live by as we've grown the business. And my father, Tom Gasberry, and, and his brother, Bill, kind of grew the business into what it is today. We've acquired eight different companies, all based around uh, powder metal presses or powder compaction presses, uh, furnaces, and then tool and die. Uh, so today we're made up of Powder Compaction Solutions Group, which manufactures compaction presses and tool and die components for the particulate materials industries. Uh, we've got the Thermal Processing Systems Group that manufactures just a wide range of, of heat treating equipment. And then we also have a, a Manufacturing Technologies Group that just utilizes our, our broad resource of engineering and manufacturing capabilities to uh, you know, make equipment and components. And we've been pretty successful in the glass industry, railroad industry, mining industries, um, done some defense work as well. And then just a, a couple months ago, we officially announced the transition to the third generation where my brother Alex Gasberry is taking over as CEO. Uh, and uh, so, you know, we're, we're proud of our past and we're really excited about where we are today and the, the people and strategies we have in place to, to move us into the future. Let's talk about the acquisitions you referenced just a moment ago. On the heat treat side of your business, tell us about the acquisitions. It's kind of interesting with with the rebranding that we're doing uh, this year, you know, we're, we're really pushing the Gasberry name into the market. Uh, so the, the Gasberry name may be new, but you know, we've been building equipment for 30 years uh, with the acquisition of Cinerite uh, with their continuous mesh belt furnace for uh, powder metal centering. You know, that obviously complemented our compaction press line and, and got us into the thermal processing market. Uh, so then in 2003, we acquired CI Hayes, and that was really to meet our our interest in getting to higher temperature applications, you know, with the pusher furnaces and vacuum furnaces. And they just brought a, a long history 
and a large installed base uh, to us as well and, and got us into a bigger market outside of just you know powder metal. And then in 2011, we acquired JL Becker and and you know that that was really what built us out from a product line standpoint uh, in the the heat treating market. Uh, you know, it complemented the other lines well, and that we had a little bit of overlap. But you know, with our focus out here, it's more on the larger uh, batch style equipment and, and some of the continuous processes associated with that. So it, it really filled out our our product line and, and gives us a pretty uh, broad variety of products to offer to the market. And where do you see Gasberry having the strongest product offering? With the broad product line, you know, we've, we've got a few. You know, the, the mesh belt uh, product for centering and brazing, really, you know, we lead the industry in that. You know, you won't find a, a piece of equipment more suited for those applications. And, and we just have an extremely knowledgeable staff for those. Uh, we have a hypercooler design uh, for center hardening that has shown results that eliminate the need for additional heat treat, which I know can be a touchy subject uh, with the audience here, but uh, it is a a pretty uh, dynamic piece of equipment. Right. But if it saves money for the end user, that's, that's, uh, that's the key. Exactly. Exactly. Um, And and our vacuum line is is very unique and that we specialize just in the multi-chamber systems. You know, we can adapt to a wide variety of, processes, you know, different production demands, uh, you know, workflows in and out of cells uh, with our multi-chamber designs, we can adapt well to that. And, and our, our variety on the batch side, I mean, we, we can offer equipment that processes 500 pound loads all the way up to uh, loads that are over 100,000 pounds. Uh, you know, we can be competitive and, and technically competent in all of those areas. And your vacuum line? So we offer both batch and continuous vacuum equipment, uh, single chamber, multi-chamber. And most of our designs and, and uh, you know, where we're strong is in the multi-chamber systems. And, and we've developed a modular design where uh, it really allows expandability and, and versatility for, for the end user. Uh, you know, you can start with a single chamber and adapt in uh, oil quenches, gas quenches. You can convert it from a batch system to a continuous system. Uh, so that modular design really gives people a lot of flexibility in what they can do. And it also helps a lot with maintenance, too, uh, with how the, the systems are designed. Um, so so I think that's got uh, a lot of advantages for the end user that you don't necessarily see uh, in the market. And how about active markets, either markets you currently serve or markets where you see growth potential? Obviously, with vacuum equipment, you, you get into aerospace uh, quite a bit. Uh, but one that we're really excited about is the 3D printing. Uh, you know, we've been working closely with a, a number of partners there. Uh, you know, binder jet companies are, are really looking on the vacuum centering side, which, which we've got expertise there. Uh, and then we also have gotten involved with some vacuum annealing for people doing direct metal laser centering uh, applications. And, uh, you know, we've, we've seen quite a bit of activity on that front. And, and obviously it's front and center in a lot of uh, different ways. So, you know, we are looking to be very active in that market. Thanks so much for talking with us today, Ben. Thanks, Doug. It was, it was good talking to you and uh, look forward to uh, talking with you again. If you'd like more Heat Treat Radio, it's simple. 
log on to the Google, then type in Heat Tree Radio. We're the first thing that pops up. You can subscribe to Heat Tree Radio on iTunes or SoundCloud, or you can find Heat Tree Radio on Heat Treat Today's website, which is www.heattreattoday.com. If you'd like to get in touch with Ben or learn more about Gasberry products, you're welcome to email me, Doug Glenn, at Doug at heattreattoday.com, or you can email Ben Gasberry directly at ben.gasberry at gasberry.com. And Gasberry is spelled G-A-S-B-A-R-R-E. Don't forget to nominate young professionals in the heat treat industry to be part of Heat Treat Today's 40 Under 40 Class of 2019. Nominations are now open at www.heattreattoday.com slash 40 under 40, with the 40s being numbers, not words. Extra support for this episode of Heat Treat Radio was provided by the Industrial Heating Equipment Association, IEA, where leaders in the heat treat industry meet to give back to the industry. Find out more about IEA and especially about their fall educational seminars on September 24th and 25th in Cleveland by visiting www.ihea.org. This episode of Heat Treat Radio is the sole property of Heat Treat Today and may not be reproduced without advanced written permission from Heat Treat Today. This episode was produced and mixed by Jonathan Lloyd of Butler, Pennsylvania, who is still engaged and waiting to get married. I'm your host, Doug Glenn. Thanks for listening.